Welcome to the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged by today's message and encounter God's heart through it. To find out more about us, visit LifeChurchStPeters.com. Now, as everybody might be aware, it is Family Sunday. It's the fifth Sunday of the month. We're all together. And when I heard the couple that was planning for our Family Sunday, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. They bring a servant's heart and a spirit of creativity like I haven't seen before. So I know that everybody is going to be blessed by them, by the word that they're going to share, and all that they have planned for us. I'd like to uh, invite Anthony and Melissa Seifert to the stage. Hi, guys. Welcome to Family Sunday. For those of you who don't know, my name is Melissa, and this is my husband, Anthony. And if you can't tell, we're going camping today, so I hope you like camping. Um, We were chatting, and there's various types. Well, first, let's start. Let's do this. If you are 10 and under, please stand up. 10 and under, please stand up. We do this every week at Children's Church. We get out our wiggles. So if you can hear my voice, put your hands on your head. If you can hear my voice, put your hands on your hips. If you can hear my voice, stick your tongue out. If you can hear my voice, touch your toes. If you can hear my voice, turn around. If you can hear my voice, sit down. All right, we got our wiggles out. Okay, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas. No, okay, I'm not going to make you do that. (laughs) Not going to make you do that. But I do want you to do one thing for me. Take a breath. Okay, it is Family Sunday. It is different. It's okay if they're loud. It's okay if they make noise. It's okay if they cry. It's okay. Okay? So just rest. Turn your ears on, hear what God has for you today, but don't worry about them because they don't bother me. I teach with them every month on the third Sunday, so no noise will bother me. Okay? All right. So who likes to go camping? Anybody? I know we have some campers in the house, right? Who doesn't like to go camping? Okay. Well, bear with me. I'm only going to talk for like 25-ish minutes, so it's okay. But I think we have, we have some avid campers in the house. Uh, Kayla and Joseph, if you don't know, this is some of their camping gear. They're avid campers, so thank you for sharing your stuff. But also, John Hooker, him and his family, I don't know if you know, they like backpack for like a week at a time with like just a hammock. No, no, not them, Only the boys. John. Oh, John and the boys. I think he's taken Tom before. <laughs> there are bears out there, John. Did you know that? Like, <laughs> that's scary. Okay, so that's an avid camper. Who relates to John? Who's an avid camper? Like, oh, like, all right. Like sleep on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> an air mattress in his backpack. Okay. Then I think we might have some campers here that maybe go like once a year, right? You like feel like you need to check it off the list, provide some memories for the kids, maybe go on a float trip, but it's a lot of work, but you do it one time. Who's that? Who's our campers there? All right. Perfect. And then I think that we have glampers. That's me. You need the air conditioning. You like running water. Two air conditioners. Two air conditioners. A pretty rug that covers the dirt and the rocks. And like really pretty lights and like a fire, you know? Okay, those are, who's with me? Okay, yeah, that's me, I'm a glamper. Is there anybody else? Uh, 
I think everyone else fits this category. Randy, maybe. Oh, no. Randy. Randy's type of camping. The Hilton. The Hilton. Who likes <laughs> to camp at the Hilton? All right. All right. I think we have everybody. I think we have everybody. Well, our family loves to go camping. And one of the things we love about camping is playing games. And I told you this was going to be different than normal services. So what do we play a game? Let's do it. All right. So we have a couple... Yeah, a couple volunteer, volunteers. I talk our voluntolds, right, Roger? Roger was voluntold. Ezra and Roger. And Miss Lauren. Miss Lauren. Nolan. All right. Give us a second to set up our game. Here you go, Roger. This is for you, buddy. All right, Ezra, you're gonna come over here with me. Okay, so when we go camping, what do we do around a campfire? You usually what? S'mores, we roast marshmallows. Ezra, come here, buddy, you can see them right here. Nolan, you can come right over here by the table too. And then Miss Lauren, let's get you a chair. Okay. All right, so the theme of this game revolves around marshmallows. The goal of the game, marshmallows, mini and large, whichever you prefer. All right, Ezra, here's your fork, buddy. You're not gonna use your hands though, okay? I want you to put this in your mouth, in your teeth. There you go. Bite down. Don't lose your fork. You too, Nolan. The goal of the game, we're going to need 60 minutes on the clock. Or 60 seconds. <laughs> we're not going to be here 60 minutes. Not 60 minutes. <laughs> now, there could be strategy to this. All right. I Maybe need some people. It. You never know. Never know. Whatever you want to do. All right, John, could you help me? Since I picked on you earlier, can you keep come up here and help me keep score of how many marshmallows Roger gets in his mouth? And then, uh, let's see, um, Guy. So the small ones more? are worth one point. The big ones are worth two. So you can pick whichever is easier. All right. So the goal is you're going to get a marshmallow on your fork, run down to your parent or grandma, get it into their mouth, run back and get more. We're going to keep doing that and see how many marshmallows we can get in 60 seconds. And we have a gift card for the winner. So... Deacon, were we able to get 60 seconds on the clock? No, that's okay. Let's get my phone. All right. On your mark. Are you allergic to marshmallows? I should have asked that beforehand. No. Are you okay to eat some? I would, yeah, I hope. Please. Don't choke. Don't choke. Okay. On your, oh, oh yeah, that's a good point, Miss Kim. All right, so in kids' church, we cheer on our friends. So if you are on this side of the building, this is Nolan, this is his grandma, Miss Lauren. If you are on this side of the building, this is Ezra, this is his dad, Roger. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Fifteen seconds in. All right, Ezra, you got this, buddy. Thirty seconds. Come on, you're good. It's okay, relax. You got it, buddy. Yes, good. Go, buddy, go. (laughs) 
15 seconds. Time. Time. Woo! Good Thank job. You guys so much. All right, so let's calculate these. The big ones were with two. Nice. Awesome. The big ones were worth two. Okay. Oh. Oh my goodness, this was so close, you guys. All right, for this team over here, we have nine, nine points, good job. And for this team over here, we have 10. <laughs> All right, Noelle, do you have, um, we have a $25 Minchie's gift card. If you've never been to Minchie's, thank you. If you've never been to Minchie's, it's a frozen yogurt place on Highway K. I know you're getting, yeah? I know you are getting ready to um, head home today, I think, right? So maybe uh, Grandma can take you right after church. <laughs> you got to use the gift card before they go home, right? Awesome. Thank you, Ezra, buddy. I appreciate your help. Thanks for playing. All right. That was a lot of fun. Who had fun? Did you guys know that church should be fun? Um, okay, so really quickly, you got to get some things off the, off the to-do list. This, if you're a child and you want to follow along, here's a cool activity sheet about what I'm going to talk about today. If you didn't get one, there's a table right outside. You're not going to bother me. If you get up and run, there's some crayons there as well. If not, you can follow along. There's cool things like checking words that you heard during today's message, uh, drawing a picture of what you've learned a little find and seek thing. So if you do not have that, you can run back to the back table and grab that because I think you'll have fun using that. Um, secondly, the app. Who has the app? Woo! Me too. Okay, you guys, it is awesome. The app is amazing. If you are technical, you can take the, your phone out, take a picture of this QR code and it'll direct you to the app. If you are not technical, you can see technical people, Guy and Data, after the church service at our welcome desk. They can help you get the app. But for those of you who do have the app, if you'll get your phone out and open it for me, that would be great. I'm gonna show you a really cool option that we're gonna start using here at Life Church. So when you open the app, it's gonna kind of look like this. And in the very center, you see a button that says notes. You're gonna click that. It's gonna take you to the notes section in the app. At the very bottom, you see home, Bible, notes, and newsfeed. You're going to click on notes, and then you're going to see today's date, camping out on the promises of God, and you're just going to click that, and then there's my handy-dandy notes for today. It's pretty cool. So there's two ways you can use the notes, I'm told. Now I'm new to this as well. But the first promise, number one, God is always blank. You can either click on it and type what I say, or if you double click on it, click the blue check to the right of the box, it will fill it in for you. Yeah, so this is how um, Dana is gonna start uploading these, like super helpful, and you guys can follow along every, sing every week we're gonna try to be doing this, right? All right, 
in some form, we'll have notes. All right. Well, let's pray really quick because we got a lot of stuff going on. All right. Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak. I hope that you help me to slow down and not talk too fast or too loud. My family thinks I'm loud. And um, just help me speak your word and what you've given me today. I pray that although it may seem very, very elementary, Lord, it isn't elementary to you. It is the cornerstone of who you are, and it's going to help us live with purpose. And so even the littlest kids can grab something from my message today and the oldest in the room as well. Thank you for helping me um, speak clearly so they can understand. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I do love camping. I love playing games. I love eating food. I love campfires. But what I love most about camping is disconnecting from life. I like to disconnect from my work, from household tasks. It helps me escape to like get into nature, to be with my family. We can connect, we talk, we play games, and we enjoy each other's company. So I'm going to, this isn't a point, this is a freebie. Everybody say freebie. freebie. Sometimes we have to disconnect from something to be able to connect to something else. So like God hardwired us with only so many ports. And if we're super plugged in with lots of stuff, then there's no room for other things. So in order to hear God's promises or to connect with him, sometimes we have to disconnect from other things so that that port is open so that we can connect something else. So today we are going to, oh, come to my campfire. I think we have a campfire, right? where everyone is welcome. This sign, this sign is so cute. It says, welcome to our campfire where everyone is welcome. So welcome to our campfire where we're going to talk about God's promises today. Um, okay, promise number one, if you're following along in your app. God is always with me, so I will not fear. Did you know that God was aware that we struggle with fear? In his word, he uses it 441 times. Fear is used 441 times in the Bible. Afraid, the word afraid, 167 times. Tremble, 101 times. Terror or terrified, 121 times. So some of you don't like camping because you have fears, like Randy, right? She doesn't like the bugs. Or my husband, he hates snakes. Or maybe you're a kid in here or an adult and you're scared of the dark, right? Like if, we're, if it was really pitch black dark, can't see anything, that's scary. Yeah. Even an adult could admit that being in the dark can be scary. But God is aware of our struggle with fear. In Exodus 12, Moses was telling the people not to be afraid. Because kids, if you didn't know, the Israelites were terrified because the Egyptians were following them. And they're running through the wilderness, and they come upon the Red Sea, and they are terrified. And Moses tells them not to be afraid. He says, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. So do not be afraid. In Exodus 14, 13, do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. 
David was in the Bible and he was afraid a lot of times. And in Psalms 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In Jeremiah, Jeremiah was afraid to tell some people things that they didn't really want to hear. And God said to them, do not be afraid for them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. So fear contradicts faith. And there were some conversations today about faith. Fear opposes faith. So when you walk in fear, God can sometimes feel really far away. Who's been there before? But the reminder today is that he is always near. In 2 Timothy 1 through 7, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but he gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I'll repeat that. That's really good. And kids, that's your coloring thing on the top bottom right. For the spirit of God, for the spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So promise number one, God is always with me, so I will not fear. All right, moving on to promise two, God is always in control, so I will not doubt. What is doubt? It's actually a feeling of uncertainty or a lack of conviction. I like that part, a lack of conviction. Doubt causes uncertainty. James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Doubt causes uncertainty. But he tells us we can ask. And he'll tell us. He's not going to withhold anything from us. Walking in doubt can cause you to feel unsteady and unstable. I love this story in the Bible. It's in Mark 9. We're not going to read it, but it's a story of a father who was struggling. And his son was mute. And for kids in the room, that means he couldn't speak. And he had convulsions. And the father brought him to the disciples, and they were unable to heal him. And he didn't just take the boy home, but I mean, he was discouraged. And then the father approached Jesus with the smallest pebble of faith and a whole lot of doubt. And he said, if you can do anything, take pity on us and please help us. That's in verse 22. If you can. That's what the verse says. If you can. So that's doubt, right? He's like, if you can help me, please do. How many of you have probably been there before? No show of hands. I know I have in my life. I kind of like run out of um, my own ability to fix the problem. And then maybe someone disappointed me or fell through. And then, and then I might go to Jesus and say, look, I need your help because I can't do it on my own. But Jesus says to the father that brought his little boy who was mute and having seizures or convulsions, he says to him, everything is possible for him who believes in verse 23. Everything is possible for him who believes. So in order to believe, you can't have doubt. You have to have faith. So in the past, maybe you're like me or the father in the Bible, and things seem overwhelming. 
your own abilities have run dry, or maybe others have failed you. And then you approach Jesus with a wavering faith, kind of like a last-ditch effort, wishing that he could help you, but maybe not sure he can or will. Remember this promise. With Jesus, that answer to the Father was that everything is possible for him who believes. He simply wants our faith to come in line line with his power. Belief is knowing, kids, I want you to say this with me. Belief is knowing that Jesus is fully able. Say, Jesus is fully able. The more that you believe and trust God, the more limitless your possibilities become. So faith and confidence that God brings stability to your life means he'll also bring stability to your situation. So as I'm talking to you today, I hope that you stop and think like, is there a place in my life that seems a little out of whack, a little unstable? Am I approaching the situation with faith that God's going to provide and make a way? Or am I like trying to fix it on my own? And if all else fails, I'll ask Jesus, right? That's a doubt. That's living in doubt. Not trusting that he cares enough about the little things to fix them for you. Belief is knowing that Jesus is fully able. The more you believe and trust God, the more limitless your possibilities become. All right. Doubt is lessened in God's presence. In Psalms 94, 18, it says, I cried out. I am slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me new hope and cheer. So even when we feel like we're slipping, God is always in control. So we are to not, what? Doubt. Okay, promise number three. God is always watching, so I will not fall. Psalms 46.5 says, God is with her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Now, this verse isn't just referring to the females in the room. It's actually talking about the security of Jerusalem, which is the city of God. But this verse can bring comfort to us because we're all children of God and we're God's people. So we know that he will help us and that he's with us and he will not let us fall. In Psalms 121, 5 through 8, it says that the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. And the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He watches over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Who's ever been on a road trip before? Maybe this summer. My family, we decided instead of flying, we were going to drive to Florida. And my husband thought it was a good idea to drive through the night and straight through. Like we're just stopping to go to the bathroom, get some food and keep going. It was a 16 hour drive. Who's used their GPS before? Anybody? So when you're close to your next destination, that thing is talking to you like every five seconds. In a half a mile, make a left on Sycamore Street. In a quarter of a mile, make a left on Sycamore Street. In 500 feet, make a left on Sycamore Street. In 25 feet, make a left on Sycamore Street. That can get kind of annoying, right? But you hear the GPS's voice and you know exactly what your next step is, right? 
I love when I'm close to my destination. <laughs> I love when I know exactly where I'm going, the next turn to make. But there are times in your life where you might be in the state of Georgia, which in my opinion is the longest state ever. And you're on the same highway for 476 miles, and the GPS doesn't really talk to you, right? It's quiet. And sometimes you may even like check your phone to make sure like we're still connected. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it might alert you and be like, slow down in five minutes with a 30 minute delay. And we all like, oh, seriously, another delay? Or I really like it when it tells you there's a speed trap ahead. Because I'm. I tend to go faster. <laughs> when Anthony's sleeping, we get there, right? <laughs> so, but when it is quiet and you're cruising, the GPS, it doesn't turn off, it's just quiet, right? It's, it may not be speaking to you right now, but it's still looking out before you to figure out where you're going. It's still following you, it's still watching what's ahead. And that's just like God. So we need to trust him when he can't be traced. So how do we do that? We know his promises. We remind ourselves. We renew our minds. God is always watching you, so he will not fail you. All right, promise number four. God is always victorious, so I will not fail. This doesn't mean that we're never going to fail because I'm pretty sure every single person in this room could say, I've messed up before. It means God's never going to fail us. Isaiah 54, 17 says, but in the coming day, no weapon formed against you will prosper or succeed and you will have justice against every courtroom. Why? This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the blessing I have given you, says the Lord. And that's the living Bible. And I like that because it says again, in the coming day, no weapon will form against you. It will not prosper or succeed. And you will have justice against every courtroom lie. So anything that's said bad about you, justice. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is his blessing that he has given us. In Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite verses, and we know that God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. So God is always victorious, and I will never fail. He will never fail me. All right, promise number five. My last and final promise, kids. God is always good. So I will not despair. Psalms 107.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy is everlasting. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all who call upon him. Psalms 86.5. In Psalms 27.13, Unless I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living all right, I think we have a video that's going to help us describe despair. Who's seen Winnie the Pooh? Who knows Eeyore? <laughs> yeah, so this video is actually really funny. Eeyore loses his tail, and he's like, it's okay, I'm going to lose my tail again. And then they try to 
make him a new tail and he's not happy about it because it's just not, it's orange and it's not his tail and... Oh, there's the tail. Much nicer than the rest of me. It's not much of a tail, but I'm sort of attached to it. Not much of a house, just right for not much of a donkey. Might take me a day or two, but I'll find a new one. End of the road. Nothing to do. And no hope of things getting better. Sounds like Saturday night at my house. Okay. I feel like Eeyore is the perfect definition of despair. So what is despair? Despair is believing that nothing good is going to happen. Everyone say, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Say, don't go there. Despair can be a dark and lonely place. When someone reaches despair, it's actually really, really hard to come back to a place of goodness. So people who are in despair believe that there's no hope for their situation. There's no joy that can be had, and there is no improvement that's coming. When you despair, you can't see anything good coming from your situation. But you know what? Despair is fought with faith. And kids, remember, faith is believing in things that we cannot see. So sometimes when we take medicine when we're sick, who maybe has taken an antibiotic for strep throat? Remember the, like, bubblegum kind? You used to keep it in the fridge, but now you don't really have to. I don't really know. But it tastes really yummy. Okay. Those are good. So think of goodness and faith being medicine that we can help take to fight off despair. Faith and goodness, they make up the medicine. They help us fight so that we can have um, a good idea of God's goodness in our life. It is a reminder that God is good, so I will not despair. So I'm going to ask you in a couple minutes, we're going to stand. But first, I just want to review the promises. And I really hope that you could just claim one of these promises for yourself this week. So number one, God is always with me, so I will not fear. Number two, God is always in control, so I will not doubt. Is there a situation where you feel out of control? Just remember, he's in control. I will not doubt. Number three, God is always watching, so I will not fall. Do you feel unsteady in a situation? Remember, he's always watching. He's directing your steps forward. God is always victorious, so I will not fail. God is always good, so I will not despair. So if everybody could please stand. Um, on the count of three, I would like you all to just hold up one, two, three, four, or five, on which promise that you're going to take hold of this week. So think through them again really, really quickly. Number one, God is always with me, so I will not fear. Number two, God is always in control, so I will not doubt. Number three, God is always watching, so I will not fall. Number four, God is victorious, so I will not fail. And number five, God is always good, so I will not despair. So on the count of three, kids, get your fingers ready. Pick which promise you're going to hold on to this week. Moms and dads, too. On the count of three, one, 
two, three. Perfect. I love it. We can all take a promise for the week. Thank you for hanging out with me at the campfire. We have a special gift for every single one of you as you leave. So make sure adults, from the oldest to the youngest, we have a prize for you. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to come up and hear some announcements. Dear Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you so much that your word is just full of promises, that we just focused on five promises, but your word is full of so many more for us. Help us to remember that you are good and that we should not despair, that you are with us and that you're always watching us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. For more podcasts and additional information, visit us at lifechurchstpeters.com.